0: The old geeks, two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong?
1: Hey, Jason, how's it going?
2: Oh my God, what a terrible day yesterday was. I, I cannot explain to you how bad a day yesterday was. Well, actually, I can. Let me try. Okay. <laughs> I've been complaining about Media Temple for yes. since we started this show. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Worst ISP I've probably ever had to deal with. <laughs> I finally got fed up. And at the it, at the same time, their grid service went down. Uh, somebody had posted an article about Linode or Linode.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's,
2: this thing is Linode. Uh, it's a, uh, VPS hosting platform. I think, uh, Marco Arment uses it for Instapaper yeah. and a bunch of people. I've heard of it before, but they just like went through the roof with their resources and, and the price is like super cheap. I could pay exactly the same as what I was paying at media temple with all the add-ons. So I'm like, pull the trigger. I right. tell you what. Fantastic! <laughs> it was the. I mean, it's a VPS, so you have to know how to do your own, you know, yeah. IT, IT stuff. So fortunately, that stuff is ingrained in me for doing it for twenty years. Um, so I, I I spun it up, got all my packages installed, running Cent six five, uh, Apache two, PHP five three, I think five three five four. But anyway, I got everything loaded, moved. It took me about eight hours to move everything, hmm. but um. Just to give you an example, we were running with caching uh the grumpy old geek site yeah. on Media Temple. Yeah. Anywhere from four to twelve seconds to load with caching.
1: Which is quite a lot considering there's basically text.
2: Well it's WordPress. Yeah. It's WordPress. That's yeah. it, you know? <laughs> and uh, but we're running we were running WP Supercache. We tried some of the other ones, they weren't compatible with Media Temples like weird shit. <laughs> and uh, so moved it over to everything, my Linode server. With a bunch of other sites that weren't running on the same instance, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we uh, went from four to twelve seconds with caching to about 0. 0.4 seconds with nothing, with no caching. Right. So, at the same price. Well done. So, although I got to
1: say that that moving servers is, is one of the biggest fucking headaches. I would rather chew off my own leg than do that.
2: Man, I got it down to a science now. And in <laughs> Linode's, uh, um, their DNS interface so easy so nice and here's the thing responsive and fast right i got all my dns moved uh everything's propagated it was it was the easiest server move i think i've ever done in my life it was
1: definitely and, the fastest that i've ever experienced because i actually own the grumpyoldgeeks.com domain name and you had me switch the uh, the dns on it and name servers and it was almost instantaneous for me as well yeah. so
2: Everything everything went totally smooth, and so far I'm happy as can be. I'm going to be upping it a little bit, the mm-hmm. resources a little bit, because uh, I do need a little bit more RAM, rammy ram. But I mean, actually, what I'm running everything right now on the cheapest instance. It's twenty bucks a month, mm-hmm. and I've got everything running on it. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna splurge and go for forty. You uh, know. Woo. <laughs> But, I mean, all I can say is this is the end of a quest, and hopefully I can stop bitching about it. (laughs) Oh,
1: you know how this goes. Two or three years down the line, they're going to start to suck. You're going to get all pissed off again, and then you'll have to switch again.
2: Yeah, you just assume we're going to be doing this show in two to three years. But, yeah, who knows? Hey, a few people can already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So – Yeah, I am. So far, it is. It was the smoothest move I've ever had. I am happy as can be now. But yesterday was pretty, pretty miserable. And get this, I'm almost done. It's like almost midnight. I've been typing all day, moving, you know, shucking and jiving. And I'm on my last site to to move. Halfway through it, Media Temple goes down again. (laughs) It's like you're just, you know, just just like poking me in the eye with a with a sharp stick at that point.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. Uh, I like I said, that is one of my least favorite things to do in the world, so I'm sure that your day, even though you're super good at this and way better than than anybody I know, was still kind of a bitch. So
2: it is what it is, man. It you is gotta do it. <laughs> you bite the, you bite the bullet to uh <laughs> let the pain go. Uh speaking of pain, I uh I, I had a little trolley incident this week with yeah, Mark, with Mark
1: Cuban. <laughs> I saw you were busy making friends on face or on Twitter again. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I never noticed that Mark Cuban tweeted live, tweeted Shark Tank. I think and I, I, I think
1: everybody does for their no shows because now. You
2: know, well here's the thing I don't I'm never on Twitter when Shark Tank's on right. on the East Coast I'm always doing something else but th- for some reason last weekend or last Friday I'm like what the, what the what the fuck you just told me who who got funded and I'm like that what that was a dick move <laughs> and I told him that and I called I called him and the company out that whatever ha- and you know he replied and. This is where this is where Twitter gets fun because he replied saying, "We've been live. We were the first show to live tweet, and we've been live tweeting like ever since 2011 or something, right? And this is where knowing people in Hollywood comes in handy. <laughs> I, I posted this on Facebook. I'm like, can you just can, did he just do this? Do I have to like bust Prior out, Prior Art out on his ass and? Uh, My friend came to my rescue. He's like, oh, you don't have to. My wife was actually the first person to live tweet for ABC. Here's a link to it. Here's a link to the news and the whole nine yards. So I I sent it back to Mark. He didn't really say anything after that. So suck it, Cuban. Okay. (laughs) And this is why I don't like Twitter. But it, I, I ended up with more followers than when I started, which was very funny because I, I was being very trollish. Yeah, you and, were. Uh, I was totally trolling. I was like, um, oh,
1: boy, here we go.
2: He's, engaged, he's, he's breaking rule number one. He's engaging. He's engaging. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Cuban was, so fuck it. I'm um, going to have some fun with it. And yeah, probably you know 100, 100 uh, replies to me from his, his army later calling me all sorts of names. But it was fun. I was having a blast. Um, the company who got funded – the next day, tweeted back at me. He's like, hey, sorry uh, sorry, your show got spoiled, but you got us a ton of uh, attention, so we really appreciate it. So I wrote back. I'm like, hey, man, no problem. I'm glad you got funded or whatever, and they ended up following me. So there you go. There you go. Lesson learned. But have fun with it. It's all a joke.
1: <laughs> I just don't have the patience for it. I mean, I, I've uh, – you know back back in the earlier days of Twitter when – I was definitely uh, – there's one particular band that I worked for. I, I no longer work for them, and I'm not going to call them out or they're fans, but their fans are oh, – god, they're fans. They're just fucking nightmares. And uh, yeah, I they would always – they would find everybody involved uh, with with the organization on Twitter. They There were some super crazy ones that would just bait you as much as possible to, to engage. And the one or two times I did engage just made me re- – and I think it's probably why I hate Twitter to this day. I had such a bad taste in my mouth from that, those experiences that I just, I, I don't care.
2: <laughs> don't feed the, trolls. don't exactly. feed the trolls. Don't
1: feed the trolls unless you're Jason and you're bored and you want to. Yeah,
2: hey, I mean, I got a thick skin. I can have fun with it. I really couldn't care less. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out which, which uh, artist was was the one you're talking about because there were so many with crazy fans. I thought they all uh, had crazy fans.
1: Um, all all bands have crazy fans, but uh, uh, this one in particular was just – I mean everybody that worked with them was just like, what is up with this fan base? They are fucking insane. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> um, speaking of fans, I am like a super fan of like old sci-fi crazy shows. Mm-hmm. Um so I mentioned before I did the website for Gigi Edgley, who used to play Chiana on Farscape. Yeah. And she posted on Facebook that she was down in Australia doing a signing, and she asked me to update her site. And I'm like, OK, cool. And I looked at her thing, and I noticed that she posted a picture of her pens that she had, was picking up to do her signing. Mm-hmm. Next to her pens were Lucy Lawless. And I'm like, holy shit, she signed with Xena. So I, uh, I, have, a, I have a habit – not a habit, but a uh, a penchant for collecting celebrity autographs that say – Jason, your kung fu is the best. Mm-hmm. Which you know you've seen them. They're, yes, I,
1: yes, I have. I'm I, actually I, I, surprised that you have not posted them up on GrumpyOldGeeks.com yet.
2: I'll post a link to them. I actually got them on my site now. There you go. Um, my favorite, of course, is Fabrice Morvan, my old friend uh, from Millie Vanilli, who could not spell kung fu properly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sending a a person that I'm a fan of to go find another TV star, and sure as shit, she did it. She got me one. Nice. And I, it should be in the mail here today. I can't wait. Very exciting. I was just—I I had to put that out with the crazy fans because I'm a crazy <laughs> fan too. Sometimes, yes, you are. <laughs> so remember—I oh, can't remember how long ago it was. We were talking about um, the government putting uh, devices in your car to track yes. where you drive and how far you drive for the purpose of taxing you for for tolls. Yes, yes. Well, apparently there's a company that will let you do it to yourself. <laughs> it's called Metro Mile. A friend of mine just signed up for it and. He was excited. He's like, "Oh my god, this is going to be great!" You know, I get it's a quantified car, you know, and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah. "And they have a um, they have an insurance package that you just pay by the mile." Yes. Which is inter- it's an interesting concept, but you know it wouldn't work for most people. I guess if, if you don't drive very much, hey, maybe it'll work.
1: I, I love this concept. Um, for you, you, put the link in, and I was checking it out, and I'm very disappointed to find out that actually we cannot get the insurance in California uh, yet.
0: yet. Right, yet. right now
1: it's just uh, Illinois, Oregon, and Washington. Um, this is obviously going to be a bureaucratic and legal nightmare for these guys. But I love this idea. For me, it's great because I barely drive at all. Like my, What I have to pay for, for car insurance – I mean I still – I would prefer something like pay at the pump, which is just as effective without getting all this weirdness involved. But uh, for me, this would be absolutely fantastic. My, my, ins- my car insurance would, would drop significantly if I had something like this. Unfortunately, you still also have to change the entire rest of the insurance industry because I get a massive drop on my rates because I bundle my, my homeowner's insurance and my car insurance are bundled. And I don't know if it would actually save me enough to disconnect them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people that have that. So yeah. probably not, but someone like me, maybe it would. But yeah. I spend so much time in my car anyway. I don't think it would pan out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the whole this whole concept. Anyways, I mean, we're big on this this whole quantified thing. Um, the only issue I have with it is for me, I basically have all this already. BMW and and Mini have apps that connect directly into the you know the entire diagnostic system. So I'm already getting all this information if I really wanted it.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got an old Ford. Mine doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've got well, you I've it's... got sync yeah, sync sync version one. It almost got a USB port and the <laughs> thing wouldn't even take more than a twenty gig uh library in my iPad right, or iPod. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a pretty cool idea though, I'm saying you know, it plugs directly into the diagnostic port on, on newer cars. And uh, yeah, it's got a little app with your iPhone and you can track everywhere that you've driven. It'll they're gonna start obviously trying to roll out things in, in cities where, you know, they'll give you advice or you know, whatever, you know, gas station, it'll, you know, if you're low on gas, it'll find the cheapest gas for you and within five miles or whatever your, your radius left to drive is that sort of thing, which will, which would all be pretty cool if they get there, but definitely the insurance is, is kind of the big thing that they're going to hopefully be able to offer. I mean, this kind of stuff just makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. As soon as I get to see my buddy after he's had it for a while, I'll uh, report back and see if he's digging it or not. Cool. Very cool. Well, with all that
1: money that you're saving, if you're using something like that, Jason and I had a bit of an argument, uh, kind of an ongoing argument, where, where you said that you haven't really seen this erosion of the middle class thing that I've been beating the drum about since we started this podcast. Um, another article, this time in the New York Times, in many cities, rent is rising out of reach of the middle class. Uh, this is something I have experienced here firsthand uh, in Silicon Beach, um, and I thought it was maybe just, just kind of a local thing um, that was just affecting us here. No, no, no. <laughs> this is all over the place. Uh, rents have skyrocketed. I don't understand how people can afford to rent here in, in Venice anymore. Uh, it's actually why I ended up kind of buying a place as I started to do the math and the rent had skyrocketed so high, it's cheaper for me to buy a place. I can literally turn around and walk out of this pl- place and rent it for more, almost double my mortgage. Holy shit. That's how insane it's starting to get around here. Um, and we're just lucky that, you know, I found a place that was really cheap at the time. I'm sure house prices are going up astronomically as well. So it's not just rent, it's also buying. Uh, this New York Times article basically just goes through that a ton of cities and found that over 90 of the major U.S. cities where the median rent, not including utilities, was more than 30% of the median income. So middle class people are basically being pushed out of the cities where all the work is.
2: Yeah, I looked at this, uh, Looked at the graphs on this article. And by the way, mm-hmm. um, I can't get to the New York Times because it won't let me and I don't have a paid subscription. So if you're on Chrome, people, uh, Shift-Command-N <laughs> shift, shift command N or Shift-Control-N if you're on one of those PC buckets. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll give you the incognito window and you can browse the New York Times at will. Yes. Um, so nice little hack there. Good little trick. So I, I, I looked at the graphs and I was surprised that Los Angeles is actually higher than San Francisco. As much as we bitch about San Francisco, Los Angeles is actually more expensive.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was a little bit odd as well. But I mean, I think if you go when you when you <laughs> when you include Los Angeles proper, it's so massive, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. You, yeah,
2: you've got you've got like I mean, li- literally you've got like Watts and Compton, and you've got Beverly Hills and Bel Air. Exactly. So yeah. Well, when you try and average Francisco, that out,
1: yeah, the San Francisco core doesn't really correlate to Los Angeles as a proper city quite so well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit of uh, discrepancy there, but it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was just searching for places, when I was just back there a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous how expensive it is.
1: But the rent is is unbelievable, and, and I again, like I said, I thought it was just kind of Silicon Beach here with the Googles and all the st- fucking startups and all those hipsters coming in, um, you know, getting their three, four thousand dollar a month salaries or whatever the hell they're getting, and, which still wouldn't even be enough to pay rent. Rents around rents in Silicon Beach here are around four to five thousand dollars for anything decently sized, which is stunning. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I'm I'm a two-income household. Both of us are, I'd say, upper-middle-class professionals. Uh, we make good livings. And we can we couldn't find a place to rent around here that was affordable, that would allow us to actually have a decent life. I mean all of our money would have been going to rent.
2: Yeah, it's, no, it's changed. I mean when I first moved to Hollywood, uh, I think it was in 97 when I got my first house in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. It was 1700 bucks a month. That same house will cost you $5,000 a month now.
1: Yeah. So, so you're coming around to my way of thinking that the middle class is getting squeezed now.
2: Absolutely, because I I have done a little bit more uh, on the ground research, just talking to people, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, things are definitely not the way they used to be. Small businesses are just getting hammered. I used to know so many people, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to know people with uh, t-shirt shops and print shops and all this stuff, and they're just gone now. I mean, everybody's like just eking by, and. It's funny I, I I keep talking about it, but I was doing the math this year mm-hmm. I'm going to make this year as much as I made my second year as a as a web programmer
1: yeah yeah uh, my my income has taken a real hit as well my my small business has been basically on the verge of just eking by for the past two years at least and uh, I mean on the plus side, I just did my taxes and I have considerably less tax to pay because I've made considerably less money <laughs> so yep. uh, it, it's it's hard it's hard out there for a pimp
2: it really is, man, it, it, and and I just got hit with this, this broken ankle. It's basically going to wipe me out. The insurance they're refusing to pay in California because I broke it here in Illinois. Yeah, they're not paying. I'm, I'm probably going to get stuck with a twenty five thousand dollar bill, Ouch. which basically that's it. You know, it, they just they just forced me to Chapter Eleven right there. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um so
2: a, I, I, I'm in agreement with you right now. <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a rough world out there right now, and it ain't getting better. And uh, I don't even know what there is to do about it anymore. One idea would be just to burn the hell down San Francisco. At least that seems to be a recurring theme everywhere in the media. And I wanted to ask you, because you're a San Fran guy. You lived there for a while. You're, you're really kind of in touch with everything that's going on there. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Another article on Salon, The Bay is Burning, Google Glass Techno Rage, and the Battle for San Francisco's Soul. I'm seeing this so often now I'm starting to wonder is this manufactured journalism? Is- I think
2: this might I think this might be a little bit of media hype. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, maybe a lot of media hype. <laughs> okay. Okay, some some dude gets his gla- his Google Glass snatched off of him because he's walking in the mission. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh well you deserve it because you're in the fucking mission and you're Hawaii. wearing a pair of yeah, $1500 <laughs> thing on your on your face. Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago when I was there, people would steal your laptop if you left it out. It's nothing new. <laughs> that yeah. part at least. Yeah. When you have something expensive that you're not paying attention to, people that don't have much money will steal it from you.
1: Yeah, and you're trying to go into the edgier IE lower income areas. Yeah. That's that's
2: Which so. which is where people are pissed off because they are getting pushed out. The mission is, you know, getting hit hard mm-hmm. and people there are just pissed off. So you go around, you know, flashing your wad, expect a you know, a kick in the teeth. Yeah. That's that's pretty much all that you're going to get. Um so I think a lot of this is definitely starting to get to the point where it's ridiculous. Uh and people are just it's just escalating for no reason, especially with the the bus thing. Yeah, the buses should pay more. Okay, given granted that. But and there is there is a lot of you know people that aren't making a good living, being, and these kids are like twenty that are coming in and, and becoming millionaires, yeah. and flaunting it because they don't know any better because they're stupid kids.
1: I think that's that's the real issue. It's the flaunting thing, um, and I'm seeing that again, here as well because we're we're Silicon Beach. So anything that happens up in San Fran is now happening here. We've got Google here. We've got you know the Snapchat fucks and all those guys are all in this area. Um, and you see these kids running around with just crazy money, and you know, you're. We also, this is Venice Beach, man. We got, we got 60, 70 year old hippies that have lived here all their lives that, you know, are, are. Did all right for themselves, but like we've been talking about middle class squeeze, they're starting to notice that it's getting harder and harder to pay their bills. And you got these kids tooling around in their Teslas. And, uh, you know, (laughs) two weeks ago, some one of these dudes had a had a drone out over the beach and some some 50 year old hippie chick grabbed a beer. From the from the place that she was sitting at, <laughs> hucked it at it and knocked it out
2: of the sky. You know oh man! Now, see, if you would have, if you were been taking your YouTube video to get famous and got that, I know you'd, have, was, been, you'd have been done. That you'd was the retired. one
1: time I wish I was actually recording something, but uh, did not happen. But yeah, I'm I'm seeing that kind of that clash is happening because it is it's a bunch of of really entitled. Little fucks that don't know how to behave themselves.
2: <laughs> and, the, and here's here's the the irony that and we're bitching about this. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what happened to me and you when we first got into the business. We were starting to make stupid money. We were young. We were stupid, I and we're doing the same
1: thing. I never made that kind of money. And uh, no, no, no. But I don't I, think I went, either of us were that stupid.
2: Well, I was. I mean, I went from making <laughs> I went from making twenty grand a year working working you know sixty hour weeks at Kinko's, and yeah. within a year and a half, I was in six figures working at a movie studio. Right. I had. <laughs> I, I had I had no, like, skills to deal with that change, you know? None whatsoever.
1: Well, I mean, that's a, that's the thing that we always talk about with these young, you know, basketball players and things like that, when they go basically literally from the ghetto to, here's $50 million. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was Bieber-ing. it's
1: Biebering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Biebering. So, all Fair right. Enough. Well, there you go. <laughs>
2: um, you were right. I was wrong. We're all fucked. That seems to be. You know, I, I don't yeah. –
1: We'll see what happens with elections this time around, not that anybody pays attention or cares.
2: No, nah, forget it. Don't even go there. All right. Um, you posted a, an interesting TED Talk this uh, in, in the notes because uh, it's funny. Uh, over the past two weeks, I in my little morning schedule now, I, I have a very regimented morning. Mm-hmm. In the morning while I have my breakfast, I turn everything off except for my iPad and I watch a TED Talk because right. I haven't watched them in so long.
1: Yeah, it's been a while for me too.
2: It's funny that you posted. Uh, this was one by this guy Russell Foster on why do we sleep, yes. and I, I saw this when it came out, and it was an excellent talk. Um, it's definitely got legs. It's I think it's from 2013, so it's not like super old, but no. it's it's an interesting. You know, he's got good theories about why we sleep and all that good stuff. So it's it's a really good one. It'll be in the show notes for sure. Um, why did you? What, how did you find this?
1: Uh, I don't even know how I found it. This is just one of those I stumbled upon it. Um, I saw the the his. his. His uh, title is circadian neuroscientist, and I was just like, "Huh, that sounds cool." And I mean, (laughs) we've talked about sleep a lot, and I've been dealing with with kind of. uh, I've moved, and I'm in different light at different times of the day now. I'm in a different bedroom, and I've noticed that kind of my sleep patterns have been a bit jacked. I'm I'm not. It it takes a while to make those sorts of transitions and kind of get used to them. So I was just sleep was on the mind, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, no answers. the amazement at the fact that this is something that we do with one third of our lives and we really don't understand it that well, and uh, some good theories. I, I like the talk a lot. It was really enjoyable. So I just thought we'd throw it in there.
2: Yeah. And this doesn't have the newest talk where it's where, uh, or the newest uh, research where they're talking like how it was garbage collection, you know, how like your brain is flushed every night so all the dead cells can come out. Yeah. You know, I think trying to nail down why we sleep to one theory, I think is. I think is where they're missing the boat. There's so many things that it does while we sleep with memory retention, um, you know, and just rejuvenation and house house cleaning, yeah. you know. It's the most it's the most important muscle in your body, which is not a muscle, I know, but <laughs> still it's like I, and and you know, I'm fine with a good nap. I've been having really a terrible time sleeping after I got off of all the pain meds from the leg.
1: Oh yeah, that stuff will fuck you up and, too. And
2: uh yeah, I haven't had any any luck, but I tell you what, man, ZQL has come to my rescue. That shit is great. <laughs> oh my god, that shit is great.
1: I just, you know, I just use wine. That works.
2: <laughs> no, see, that's the problem. I can't do that. That makes it worse. For right. me it makes it makes it worse, worse the next day. Um, but and here I have turned into a coffee hipster asshole now. No, no. I,
1: You're not you I, haven't joined the Sean Bonner's of the world. You're not tweeting about I'm, it constantly. Are you? I'm not,
2: I'm not that bad. Don't <laughs> dude, don't even think. Don't even go there. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not that bad yet. I don't I was wondering if a fixie was going to come with my AeroPress which I just bought. I got a I got a an AeroPress and one of those um I can't remember a hand job uh, little Japanese uh twirly grinders. Uh, you, like a manual grinder. Oh, uh, hand job. Okay.
1: Yeah, I hey, sort of uh, as soon installed. as you added Japanese I wouldn't have been surprised.
0: <laughs>
2: It does both, you know. It's multi-talented. Um, just, just be careful with it, the beans. Be careful with the beans. Just don't put it in, put it in the wrong end. Is that what you got to do there? That could be a bad morning. Wake you up better than the coffee would. But uh, yeah, I bought an Aeropress and this little grinder thing. It was like fifty bucks because I, I needed coffee again. Tea, tea in the morning just wasn't cutting the mustard. I love tea, but just wasn't doing it. I need tea tea is my it,
1: afternoon thing. I need coffee in the morning.
2: Oh, I want espresso because I I don't like the volume of coffee. Just you know, send you to the crapper right away. I like I like a nice good espresso. And I tell you what, I I was I was floored. I, I mean I'm just using crappy Pete's Major Dickinson's like beans that I grind up myself and then just make a, an espresso with the AeroPress. Right? Holy Jesus, is it good. Yeah, it, is, sh- it is better than any machine I've ever used. The trick is the
1: water and all that. I mean I've still got – I've just got my Nespresso, Espresso thing and it's good enough for me. I'm just not a connoisseur and I don't want to become one because this shit gets crazy addictive and expensive. Sean Bonner, I'm looking at you.
2: <laughs> well, you're lucky because you have an intelligentsia <laughs> like three blocks away from you. So. I will
1: not go within. Five hundred feet of that hipster shithole,
2: dude. No, you go and you buy the beans and you go home. <laughs> okay. Don't don't buy anything there. Although I tell you what, their espresso there is pretty off the charts. Like it's not even like coffee; it's otherworldly good. But um, yeah, I'm I'm trying not to turn into a coffee snob now that I have my my little Aeropress and grinder thingy. But I tell you what, man, it's it's well worth the money because it's cheaper than buying like a, a even a semi decent machine for fifty bucks, right? And um, it's one shot and you know one and done little make it yourself. I love it. Cool. So, All right. I, I, I guess I, I don't know why I got into it, but <laughs> I, I my mornings are now – that's why I'm probably talking so damn fast. I've had four shots of this. I know.
1: You just seem to be a little up and
2: about and alert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am Carnaulio. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Now let's come down, come down. Um, so yeah. we talked about the droner, the drones and the drowners, or what, droners? drone Drowners, yeah,
1: yeah or dronies.
2: Uh-huh. Droners, and taking their dronies, because <laughs> uh, that's what they're calling drone selfies now, dronies.
1: Too close to bronies, but, you know. Way too close. About uh, the same and creepy factor.
2: Not even close, dude. Did you watch the Brony movie? Come on, you have to watch the Brony movie. It'll it, it is life changing. <laughs> you thought that there was creepy in the world before, oh, yeah. and it's got and it's got Q John Delancey in it, who is uh, well worth watching. Yeah. Now we, now, yeah, now we have the we have the uh, the dronies, mm-hmm. and now we've got the Belfies too, which I just I, I for some reason I came across a USA Today thing that they had a, a news piece on Belfies, which are like booty selfies. we're
1: just making shit up now yeah i mean we really are but first off i have no problem with the belfie. i think that this is what the culmination of all technology has been for so i can have an instagram of rihanna's ass i'm okay with that what i did mind and i we should put definitely put this link in in the us or in our show notes for the usa today piece this reporter is so smug annoying and stupid I, i i just couldn't I had to mute it. Actually, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't blah, 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 blah. I'm now I'm going to make a little joke. <laughs> I was just. Like, I want to fucking kill you. Who are you? How'd you get this job? And are you? A, if you're making a lot of money, I just want to die.
2: <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's making any money on USA Today's website any at all. So that's good. Okay. Good point. Okay. Um, yes, there were very many big butts. Um, so I cannot lie. now here, here's now this is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Why, why are why isn't it why is it called a dick pic and not a dicky? It should you know? be Dickie. But, but not but I that I want them. to start a trend. I'm I know <laughs> because I love the band the Dickies and I don't want them to like lose their their google juice because they still play out and they're they're a great band to go see. And and when I go see the Dickies I don't want like bros coming in and showing their their slongs thinking that they're at a different type of show.
1: No dronies or belfies at Dickies. <laughs>
2: So real quick before we uh, jump into the comments, I do want to uh, clarify that the uh, it wasn't the hand job grinder. It was the <laughs> it was the Hario grinder, the coffee mill Slim grinder mini. So you can get like two cups out of it. Now I do I will state though that the Aeropress does look kind of like a penis pump. So if you are taking it in your luggage, going th- going through the uh, the airport at TSA, you might want to check it instead of taking it through carry on. You might get some funny looks because it is a little uh, pervy looking.
1: Okay, Wow. Well. Great. Just just
2: wanted to clear that up.
1: Handjobs and penis pumps. Who knew coffee was so bizarre?
2: (laughs) That's why all the hipsters are into it, I guess. Just found that out. They would have told us at the beginning, shit, been in a long time ago. (laughs) All right. So comment of the week comes from March Digital from Australia, our first Australian commenter who gave us a five star. Thank you very much, mate. All right. Uh, Humorous and entertaining banter. Five stars. If you, like me, have been working on the web for some years, you'll find the verbal exchanges between these two 40-something-year-old web developers refreshing and entertaining. Jason and Brian share their opinions on everything tech-related while not getting too highbrow. A great podcast to listen to while driving to work. Highly recommended. Well, thank you, March Digital. Thank we you. very much appreciated. While
1: not getting too highbrow, as we just proved.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shit.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Um, I'd like to also state for the record uh, 40 not 40-something, this guy. I don't know about Jason.
2: 42. Going on <laughs> 43.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, and we also got tweeted. Uh, thank you very much, Rohan. Uh, the Budify Grumpy Old Geeks uh, love fest continues as he is the
2: founder, I believe, of Budify. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. I think
1: so. Uh, Super GOG podcast this week featuring Jay Goldman. Fave new podcast, not only because the chaps are Budify fans. Thank you very much. Um... That's awesome. Uh, we love your product still. I'm still using it. It's been fantastic, and I'm glad that you uh, you guys are all listening over there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for that uh, the beer that you said you were going to send us, though. So yeah, yeah, that beer. We 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 do not forget.
0: <laughs> no, we do not forget.
1: Uh, so, if you guys are enjoying it, anybody out there, you got a question, you got a comment, by all means, uh, please do tweet us. Please write to us on our website. Please write to us on our Facebook page. And if you like the show, do that one extra step further, like March Digital did, and go onto the iTunes page and leave us a five star and a comment there because, for whatever reason, it does seem to matter. And at some point, we'd like to get some ads.
2: Absolutely. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you.
0: I
1: stumbled across a video of a story that I think we've talked about. It's definitely been around, kicking around for a little while. Uh, there are glow-in-the-dark roads in the Netherlands, where they basically they have painted these stripes on the roads with this awesome, cool, funky sci-fi material that basically glows in the dark, thus uh, getting rid of the need for the little bumpy things that... Uh, Actually, those are pretty good because they wake you up when you're falling asleep.
2: Yeah, the bumpy things are there for a reason.
1: (laughs) Bumpy things are good, so I'll take that back. But it does look absolutely beautiful. And I I know there was a news story a while back. Uh, We've linked in the show notes to a video so you can actually see what they really look like on a real road. it is. It looks beautiful. It's I, very I,
2: Tron. It's very Tron. It's
1: very Tron. I would love to see these things coast to coast. I'm sure it doesn't cost that freaking much, and our entire government, as they redo roads and repaint things, should be doing it with this because it's pretty fucking kickass.
2: Well, the cool thing about it is, it's you, you don't need. There's no electricity involved. No they glow electricity. In the dark, yeah. So you know, there's there's your savings right there, uh, and the and and they look cool. Yeah. Um, they're waiting – or they're going to do a safety study next, which will be interesting to find out because you can't really see the animals on the road. But you, then again, if the roads are dark anyway, you can't see them. Yeah, so. you can't
1: really see them anyways. I mean you want to talk about starting to save money and cutting some of the fat in government. You know, Every single time that we redo any bit of highway, do this. And if it's, if it's an area where you think you still need additional lights, put up the damn LED bulbs already.
2: Yeah, with some uh, solar belt, so, yeah. solar batteries. Yeah, with
1: some solar batteries. Those things will cost nothing. They'll run forever.
2: And put some rat poison on the side of the road so Bambi can go fuck off.
1: There you go. <laughs> Solving the world's problems one step at a time. GrumpyOldGeeks.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please send your emails to Brian at com. Nobody
1: asks us, man. we got answers for everything. Uh, <laughs> So uh, FCC has set up an incentive auction that will lead to faster wireless internet for everyone, in theory. Uh, basically, they're trying to open up uh, areas of bandwidth and uh, the sphere that uh, have not been opened before to commercial use, or I think they're stealing some of it away from, from other cable and things like that. Uh, the upshot basically being that we will get faster wireless Wi-Fi connections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Oh, okay cool yeah i didn't i didn't read this one i'm sure it's just another like spectrum auction type yeah of thing.
1: basically yeah it's a yeah three-stage spectrum auction that's gonna basically it should open things up and actually make things better for us i'd imagine that will also involve some pass down costs of course
2: okay so this is for home home wi-fi yeah i see okay mm-hmm. man i tell you that that new airport extreme i got is kicking ass <laughs> well worth the well worth the 300 bucks
1: yeah i gotta get I, I'm almost due for an upgrade on that as well so at some point I'm gonna do that
2: um and do you have do you have one of the old uh, extremes because man they they pair perfectly if you have an old extreme and a new extreme i do i, I got i got I got Wi-fi for days now <laughs> and, I, and it got it's gotten really simple now you used to have to bend over backwards to pair those things to extend the network now yeah. it's just like two clicks it's great.
1: Yeah. I don't really – I mean my place is – it's actually worked out really perfectly just with the one that I have now. I have, I have no dead zones whatsoever, so I don't really need to be doing anything like that. I have to say though they have really made it – made these things fantastically easy to set up as well. Uh, I literally unplugged it from my old place, moved into my new place, plugged it back in. Nothing else was required. It was just yep, that's up, all and, you up do. and running instantly. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, but I tell you, I mean the new ones just the, the antenna's better, the speed's better. I, I told you the speed's like 3 times what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. At least. So I mean, if, even if you just get the base one that doesn't have the um the time capsule in it, that's 199 bucks. Yeah. Over the course of the next year, you're going to save at least $199 in time just moving files around your house. <laughs> that is billable time that you can reclaim. Exactly. If uh, if you only had enough clients to bill anymore because we're all dying
1: and Yeah. If, if, <laughs> and even if you do send a bill, it's you know who knows if they're ever actually going to pay it.
2: <laughs> okay, well it's Friday and it's uh, it's Force Friday. My it, friend, uh, my friend Mike was going off to work today, and he had his doctor, uh, not Doctor Who, um, his Darth, <laughs> his Darth Vader shirt on. And I'm like, oh, it's Force Friday, and it is Force Friday.
1: And uh, the fourth, the May the fourth is coming up as well, so the Star Wars is in the news. Uh, this one actually made me well. I don't know. It made me sad, but also, you know, got the little lump in the throat, but a big smile on my face as well. And this is definitely the only time the Grumpy Old Geeks will ever link to People.com. There's a link in the show notes. Parents hold Star Wars funeral for four-year-old son who died of cancer. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's a bummer, but uh, the pictures, you know, again, like I said, kind of almost – Ready to cry, but the pictures also made me smile quite I mean the the, the stormtroopers alongside uh, the, the R2D2 near the by the priest it was uh, it's quite touching.
2: It was yeah. very much so. Uh, speaking of getting touched, <laughs> Yahoo spends 58 million dollars to fire its chief operating officer
1: yes i I was so angry.
2: <laughs> well, here's the deal. I don't pay for Yahoo. Uh, I've never been a shareholder at Yahoo. Somebody should be pissed off, but it uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't come out of my tax money. This guy basically made – where where was the number? It was It's ridiculous. Like 200 and some odd thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. He got paid that much money for being shitty at his job. God, I would – That's some, why they fired him. I
1: want someone to fire me. Wait. No, I get fired. I just don't get $58 million in cash.
2: I don't get 58 cents at a bus ticket. Get,
1: <laughs> oh, oh, it's man. all rigged. Oh, well. I, yeah, again, Yahoo has absolutely no idea what they're doing. Neither does this guy.
2: Whatever. Well, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did it right. <laughs> you can buy that island and say, fuck the rest of you guys. Yeah. Um, you can go buy his new, his new Google Glass now. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Ted, Ted Talks. We were talking about Ted Talks before. Mm hmm. Um, and now there's a new Ansari uh, X Prize for uh, AI, and they're trying to figure out if you can build an AI that will give a an X Prize talk that will get a standing ovation. Okay, it's silly as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I watch TED Talks all the time, and even the even the good ones from humans don't get standing ovations. I guess that's like the gold standard, you know? Yeah, the gold standard is when you get a standing O, you you have made it. Um, yeah i'll put the link in the show notes it's it's just silly they're like it might even take up to 20 years who knows i'm like well (laughs) yeah can you get can you give us like some kind of you know ballpark
1: (laughs) (laughs) no apparently not this is uh it's it's like a non-story they tried to make a story but whatever good for them okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry to waste your time
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yes and i don't know if you've ever do you do arts and crafts
2: jason Um, occasionally, yes. Have you been to a Michaels recently? My stepmom used to be the craft coordinator at Michaels. Wow. Have you used a a Michaels, not not for all of
1: Michaels. Oh okay. Have you used your credit card there? Hell no. Okay, good. You don't have to change your credit card. Another one. Another big leak like the Target one. Michael Stores oh. confirm payment credit card data breach. Up to three million credit cards have been stolen.
2: Every soccer mom in the United States of America is now screwed.
1: <laughs> this one should be pretty easy for the credit card companies to catch. Uh, bought a minivan. Bought cleats. Ferrari. Huh.
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, as we've been saying, get used to this, people. It, I mean, every couple of weeks we're going to hear about this until people get their shit together.
2: I mean, especially with these big box stores who are all running like out of the box POS systems, not mm-hmm. piece of shit, point of sale, um, which are a POS <laughs> well, that is a POS. Basically POS, POS yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and these, you know, it's hard to do security on a on a corporate scale like that. And all it takes is one hole, and then you can suck the whole company dry.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're basically the people manning the POSs don't know what they're doing. The people in between don't know what they're doing. Usually the uh, POS is out self outsourced. And uh, there you go. This is what happens.
2: I wonder if they were running XP. Ooh. <laughs> okay. There you go. Don't go to Michael's.
0: Security?
2: Ha! Uh, last week on the show, I mentioned the Heartbleed uh, uh, bug. Yeah, because it's you know everywhere in the news. And, and if you don't know what it is by now, it's it's where servers that run SSL are susceptible to getting data pulled from RAM. And I said that it was you know nobody had really done uh, a major proof of concept. Yeah. Well, uh, the guys at Cloudflare, who's uh, one of the big CDNs who host a lot of stuff for uh, WordPress blogs, surprisingly, um, <laughs> they put up a server and they're like, "Have at it." See if you can see if you can uh, pull our private keys out. And uh, last time I checked, yeah, yeah, about four, or may, might even be up to that now. Oh, I think they killed it. Um, yeah, last time I checked, at least four people had done it in, like the first forty-eight hours. <laughs> so it is doable, but I mean, uh, the the least amount of attempts it took was a hundred thousand, and that was after a reboot. Uh, another one it took three million accesses to get all the keys. So it's it's still a non-trivial attack, but once they you know figure out how to put it in a wrapper and and pull it out, it'll you know they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it is out there and it's in the wild, and people are starting to be arrested for using this uh, using this attack. I think someone in Canada was already arrested for attempting to uh, to pull the keys out or some other thing. And and there's a lot of uh, social engineering Heartbleed uh, emails that are going out there too. Oh
1: yeah, uh, I've already get seen a bunch of those myself. On the plus side, though, every time I see the word heartbleed, I start singing Heartbreak Beat by the Sacerdote Furs in my head, and I love that song.
2: I, oh man, I, I there's a heartbeat is a love beat type of th- that song. Yeah. I, but I, I hear the Vindictive's version of it. It's really not the same. Or maybe Heartbreaker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so there was a. Uh... There's somebody who did not agree with uh, all the hype. Don't believe the hype on the Heartbleed uh, bug. Yeah, and and posted his passwords and everything to uh, the Washington Post. Jackass, yeah. dumb. No, he's just a dumb shit, and he got owned. Yeah. So uh, that's what you get. I you mean, should. this is this is a story of instant karma. I
1: agree. I, this guy needs to start listening to uh, the Grumpy Old Geeks because we tell you when you should actually worry.
2: Yeah, and well, here's here's the here's the other thing. Don't post your fucking password. Don't ever do
1: that, you idiot. Here's my master. I use one password, and here's my master password. Good luck.
2: Okay. (laughs) Sure. Gotcha. I mean, you just, you, just, you just can't protect against stupid.
1: No, you can't protect against stupid. And um, I actually saw this story, Google Ways Boosting Encrypted Sites in its Search Algorithm. Uh, it was actually came in under the headline, you know, this might really affect the way security and these breaches won't happen so often. No, no, because any reputable site is already encrypted and knows what they're doing.
2: Well, and the the whole the, the the problem with Heartbleed is it it was an infrastructure issue. It doesn't yeah. matter if you were encrypted. It, the fact that you were using encryption yeah. made your site hackable. Yeah. You know? That was the whole point. If if your site is just a content site, you don't require logins, passwords, all that shit, yeah. then you were safe anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, it but didn't it's matter you were if you were secure, that's when you were vulnerable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I guess this might be something to get a get a boost, but like my blog is, I'm not going to you know SSL my blog with a fifty dollar a year certificate just so I can get a, a boost for a keyword. That makes no sense.
1: Yeah, that so. makes no sense at all. I mean, it, it's not it doesn't make sense uh, for search results in in that sense because there are a lot of sites that don't need to be encrypted at all. Fine if you're talking about like if you go through like the Google sales stuff where it's all like things that you're going to go purchase. Okay, I but get yeah. that. But a content search, you shouldn't get a boost based on encryption.
2: Yeah, anything that requires a login, sure. Yeah. Um, anything that's storing personal data, sure. But just content sites, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. And that's and here's the thing; those are the ones that are really going after the search. So, mm-hmm. you know,
1: totally agreed. So I've got another story uh, in security that I know you are a big fan of this company, Jason. This is a no daddy story. <laughs> okay. Go Daddy did something really stupid. <laughs>
2: It must be oh a day. <laughs> Do something every day that's really – I
0: supportive.
1: don't get how this company is still uh, still around. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah,
2: well, tits. They put tits in their ads and then they got all these people who think they, – they have become synonymous with domain. That's how they did it. Yeah. If you need a domain, you go to GoDaddy. Yes. They just spent an ungodly amount of money teaching the rubes how to get a domain. Mm-hmm. So – if if you're one of those people that think you need a domain and you need to go to GoDaddy, don't go to Hover.com. <laughs> Agree, and we do, and we didn't get paid for that. <laughs> so uh, Ross uh, Ross Rader, uh, you hear me? Call me. Okay, <laughs> you got me on that. Okay, go ahead. So
1: Sorry. this woman who writes for a site called Skeptic. Which has a nice little funky That's graphic, clever. and yeah, and I haven't looked at the site too much because uh, the tag, one of the tags on this story, is feminism, and I try to avoid those things. Not because ah. I'm not a feminist, people, but because I don't like the rhetoric. Anyways, is
2: she, is she is she a woman with a Y?
1: She is. God, I hope not. If if so, I want to undo this story. Edit, edit, <laughs> cut it out. No, she is not a woman with a Y. It is Jamie. Um, she got a spam email uh, and did something that we never do, any of us, and actually reported it to the domain, to the registered domain people, GoDaddy. And uh, basically, GoDaddy, somebody over there wasn't a fan of that, apparently, and basically just started to release her personal information and started a smear campaign against her online. Okay. So all that GoDaddy basically released her personal information to a spammer troll.
2: Good on you, GoDaddy. Sweet. At at least they didn't have the CEO go out and shoot her. (laughs) Yeah. Look on the bright side, Jamie. Well, and and my since you know GoDaddy now owns Media Temple, I can say that I am uh, extricated from that uh, incestuous relationship as well. So you know, just stay the fuck away from GoDaddy, stay away from VeriSign, stay away from oh, who else do we hate? Oh, Dropbox.
1: Uh,
2: Dropbox. But, but we'll
1: get to that later.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got to think about Dropbox in a
1: bit. <laughs> Fucking Christ, what a week. It's
0: the library.
1: I was in the middle of trying to find something new to read as I had just finished up the uh, Terry Pratchett uh, book, and uh, you know there are two. I was thrilled to find out that first off, we're getting a brand new Christopher Moore, Moore book, which is already in the mail, signed first edition, on its way to me. How
2: did you do that?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I have my ways. No, the fuck's mine? <laughs> okay, there's a well. I'll tell you, and you can probably still get it. There's a uh, booksamillion.com. Check out booksamillion.com if you're interested in getting first uh, first editions and autograph signed copies of uh, many books by many authors, but they are selling the Christopher Moore one signed and uh, first edition. so it is on its way to meet right now. We're nice. also getting a new Tom Tom, God I always screw this up, Tom Robbins book, which I'm very excited about because he hardly ever releases anything. that is coming next month. So very excited about that. Unfortunately, neither of them are out now. And this is when I cross—I stumbled across a book that has my name all over it. It's called assholes, a theory by a Aaron James. Uh, I have not gotten it yet. Apparently this, this intrigued you so much, Jason, you're already halfway through.
2: <laughs> well, I'm about, I'm about 10% through. Okay. Um, I got the audiobook version and I started listening to it last night and, yep. uh, it is intriguing. I, I I I don't know where it's going, um, <laughs> but it pretty much is. It's it's almost a. Um, I see this uh, as like the as, as
1: a grumpy old geeks version of, of like management training.
2: Well, no, this is more like kind of a highbrow, uh, educated look at what an asshole is. What what is like you know is <laughs> is, is an asshole morally bankrupt? Right. And, is is Hitler an asshole? No, not really because he was much more than that. Where does the asshole – where the asshole define so far? That's the theory. So I'm still working, working I'm, through – they're still talking through what actually defines an I, asshole.
1: I'm beyond intrigued. So I, I'm actually going to get it right after we're done with the podcast. I'm going to start reading it tonight, especially since I just got my couches and I can sit on a couch and read a book like a civilized human being. <laughs> but here is the the paragraph that made me decide I must get this book. Asshole management begins with asshole understanding. Finally giving us the concepts to discern why assholes disturb us so, philosopher Aaron James presents a provocative theory of the asshole to explain why such people exist, especially in an age of raging narcissism and unbridled capitalism. Oh, this is gonna be great.
2: Actually, yeah, that's that's kind of it so far. I that's uh that's where we're at with it. our okay. kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where how we got onto that, but uh uh, so I read uh, Homeland by Cory Doctorow. I read the audiobook read by Will Wheaton. Or I listened to the audiobook because I got it in that uh, Humble Bundle. The Humble Bundle, ilio. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I picked that up. Um, meh. Yeah, sadly. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, okay. I, I was really bummed. I'm surprised because you love his books. I loved Little Brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I just don't know what happened with this one. I, I think his formula is maybe just getting a little stale for me. Right. Um, because he does have a formula, which is basically read the news and then uh, write a news report about, you know, two months into the future about <laughs> right. what happened in the news. You know, just it's, it's, it's Sup- very near super future. Super near stuff. future. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, kind of yeah. gets a little old after a while, especially if you're like us and you read a lot. Of, uh, yeah, I was
1: about to say it kind of sounds more like work than entertainment. To, yeah, to read that's it.
2: that's kind of the issue, you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he talked about, you know, it, it's like it's old hat now because it was he wrote it what like probably over a year ago, right? So that's 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 the real danger of writing near fiction. Yeah, is because it can <laughs> it can come to pass <laughs> before your book actually hits the damn shelves. Yeah. So a lot of it was you know almost it almost felt out of date. And I I can't remember when the book came out. It's not that old. That's the thing. Yeah. It's really not that old. Um Will Wheaton's performance I thought was uh fairly not good and uninspired. Mm-hmm. There were there are a lot of times when I really didn't know which actual voice which character's voice he was using. Right. Which was a real problem. You know, he would he would like there's like the main boy and girl character in the book and he would toggle between them and I did not actually know which one was speaking right. because he he forgot to change his voice, which is I like, I mean I could you can blame that one on the producer yeah I think um, so yeah so far it was just a, it was a meh I mean like B minus maybe C plus which was a bummer like I said I really loved Little Brother and I, was, I had high hopes for this but it was just not there for me right so. okay. So fortunately I did pick up another book. Speaking of uh asshole philosophy, I just got <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> I got the philosophy book, Big Ideas Simply Explained. Okay. Which is I found out about this from uh Mark Frauenfelder tweeted about this series, mm-hmm. uh the Big Ideas Simply Explained series. And they've got a bunch of them. They got psychology, economics, um, I forget the other politics, religion, business, all these simply explained books. The thing oh. is huge. It's 352 pages. Right. So it's not we. And it was like, it was less than, it was 14 bucks. So I'm like, well, 14 bucks for a giant hardcover like this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I got it. I'm just like, I'm starting to go through the intro. I mean, this is a cool book, it really is cool. (laughs)
1: Great. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the whole, like, they've got the business book, the religions book, the politics book, the economics book. I mean, if one of these is good, I'd get the whole damn series.
2: And that's what I'm thinking. Because they look like they're got,
1: really well designed, and if you've got kids, yeah. This that's be,
2: exactly what I was going to say. If you've got kids, these are like, this is like the new Encyclopedia Britannica of just cool, you know?
1: Very cool. I'm going to have to check these out.
2: Most definitely, and if you have friends with kids, like, turn them on to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what I got this week. I'm actually in the middle of... Uh, Moonwalking with Einstein right now, too. So hopefully I'll have that for next week.
1: <laughs> oh, and if you are a big fan of Christopher Moore, again, do the books a million things so you can get yourself a, an autographed uh, first edition. Uh, but uh, their sample chapters are now up on on uh, the Amazon for your Kindle and everything like that. I did read the first chapter that they put up, and I was uh, basically pissed myself in bed laughing. It's going oh, it, it, oh, it, to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one.
2: Uh, was it, is it The Serpent of Venice? Yes,
1: The Serpent of Venice.
2: Oh, man. When's it – and we'll ship on april 22nd oh four more days i oh, get it. mine is scheduled. It. mine is scheduled to arrive tomorrow how'd you get it so early i don't know books a million guess they're, <laughs> they're shipping them early apparently well i'm gonna have to get on that before the show posts to make sure i get one <laughs>
0: week in shit we
2: put on our computers. So this week I'm going to talk about shit that we don't put on our computer. <laughs> at least for the first one, it's Lightroom Mobile. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Lightroom fan as a photographer for Jesus Christ, almost 30 years now. Right. Um, Lightroom is my go-to. I've got over a terabyte of Lightroom uh, photos and catalogs and all this stuff on my main drive. Right. And I was like, oh, cool, Lightroom Mobile. I can edit RAWs and you know sync and all this stuff. And no. Can't not unless you have a creative Adobe Creative Cloud subscription. I do know. Even though even though I pay for standalone Lightroom, they're like, no, sorry, you gotta you gotta buy our subscription bullshit. Even though you're not going to use anything because you've already paid for the software.
1: <sighs> that's that's just so annoying to me. That's that's all the software companies are moving that way for the mobile stuff. It's like you got to buy a subscription. Why? Why?
2: I already well, own your product. Well, because they because they can. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. I know. Um, and Adobe, I mean everything. You can't get boxed Adobe software anymore. I mean Lightroom is about the about it. Yeah, there's there's not going to be much left. And I probably after this next round of Lightroom, they're going to say sorry. You gotta you gotta move into uh, the cloud stuff. Yep. And it's not cheap. It's like you know forty bucks a month.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not cheap at all.
2: I mean, granted, then you get everything. Mm-hmm. So there there is an upside there. But I mean, I've had a long standing tradition of stealing Photoshop, so this is going <laughs> to fuck my whole thing up.
1: <laughs> totally. Or you just stick with the last version that you've got. Yeah, I mean, really? How often do you use the new things that they build in these days? Pretty much all the damn time. Damn it! Um, yeah, sorry. Way to step on I mean, my point, man.
2: I've been <laughs> using Photoshop since version two. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to talk about one piece of software, I'm actually pretty fucking still terrible at. Mm-hmm. That's Photoshop. <laughs> I know I can do the same things I did probably in 1995, <laughs> but hey, but at least uh, I can still do my channel ops if you gave me an, an old copy in System Seven. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, so here's one. The next one, though, I am I am unbelievably floored by. This is my new favorite piece of software, and everybody's going to look at me and it's like, "Yeah, that's been around for oh two years now, or three, <laughs> four years." Uh, Sublime Text two. It's, yes, it's it's been around. I never used it. I am kicking myself for not using it <laughs> because it is quite possibly the single best uh, code editor I've ever seen.
1: I've uh, looked at the tutorials, and I tend to agree just off that. I haven't actually downloaded it or used it on a project yet, but uh, I was pretty blown away. It brings in a lot of the stuff that I was actually missing from my old, now defunct, best editor ever that I used on PC called Homesite. A lot of the functionalities in this are very reminiscent of that, which is why I held on to it uh, even after they stopped supporting it and stopped releasing new versions for so long.
2: (laughs) Man, I I don't remember any of this shit in Homesite, but... uh... Uh, The thing you need to do is go download it. You get, you can get a version that'll run forever. I think the unregistered version will just run. Yeah. Um, and go through, like pull in. What I did was I pulled in source. Like I made a project of one of the projects I'm working on, Mm -hmm. and just started hacking on it with the tutorials just to learn the key commands and kind of get comfortable with them as I went. You'll learn it way faster that way. Right. And the multiple cursors. Just I was just like, whoa, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like that. That. That right there was you know that sold me. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the coin on it, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes for the tutorial we're talking about on Toots Plus, Toots plus. Uh, which, which, which is a free one. They made that, that tutorial free, oh, no, so you don't even nice. have to pay for it, so that's super cool. And another one that is 10 Crucial Sublime Text 2 plugins for the PHP Craftsman. Even though I'm not a PHP Craftsman, I'm a crapman, uh, <laughs> some of these are, are really going to come in handy. So it is just super cool. Uh, I can pretty much say Coda is going to go by the wayside unless I need to do some like visual stuff with CSS. But I, mean, I think the CSS stuff in here is probably pretty good too. But you don't get like the visuals. Yeah. Um, and even Coda like stripped a lot of the the good stuff that made the CSS portions good from one to two. When they launched Coda two, they stripped a lot of the stuff that I loved. Yeah. But what are you going to do?
1: What are you going to do? Yeah, this looks really good. I'm definitely going to give it a shot for seventy bucks. Yeah. It I mean, be that's it.
2: yeah and and like i said before for free as long as you want to but i i pay for for something like this it's a one man operation i'm going to pay the guy because from everything i've seen this guy deserves it
1: yeah seems to be too so yeah good stuff well i mean if i have any money left over from fixing my cell phone issues I have, I have moved, as I've talked about many, many times, and uh, I was really lucky. I, I know a lot of people in the L.A. area, for whatever reason, once you get inside your house, your cell phones just don't work or you get a super weak signal. Uh, the place I was at for the last two years, I did not have that issue, and it was wonderful. I haven't had a landline in probably seven years now. I don't want one. But I do have, uh, I have cell phone signal issues in my house now. So I hopped on the internets and I did the crowdsourcing and I tried to figure out what the options are in terms of extending or boosting signals, blah, 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 blah. And uh, eventually it came down to the fact that I basically have to pay Verizon a crap ton of money again to get a little booster to stick in a corner. And supposedly it will fix my problem.
2: Are you going to get a femtocell?
1: It is a femtocell, which is the which they the providers are able to lock to their specific signals, uh, and so you're stuck p- paying just for them. But supposedly they actually really work. So no, they
2: don't. Well, I've had one. We'll see. I spent two hundred dollars on an AT and T femtocell. <laughs> I put it because in San Francisco all the houses are made of chicken wire from the old days, which means when you go inside, it's a Faraday cage, and you cannot get signal outside of the room you're in. So. I bought I bought an AT and T femto cell, or actually, my mom bought it for me for my birthday. Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> and sadly, I ended up throwing it away after three years of banging my head against the wall with it. It is it was one of the most crappy, finicky pieces of hardware ever. It had to be by a window because it needed GPS lock. Yes, to to do all the shit. It was a nightmare because I was in a like a shitty apartment under a house with like maybe a two degree. Skies, um, like vision of the sky in a window, yeah, through a through a fence, and it could never get GPS lock. And even and even, once it got it, it kept it. Everything was fine. If I went to if I like moved like half an inch closer to the you know the outer boundary, it would just yeah. drop. It was it was a nightmare. <laughs> well, it, well oh, 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 here's the other fun part with AT and T. If you're if you are on your femtocell. And you're getting data through your femtocell, which goes through the high-speed internet connection that you have to pay for. Yeah. They charge it against your cellular bill. They take it out of your cellular data plan. Huh. Bull- bullshit.
1: I think that's bullshit. Uh, I'm not with AT&T, so we'll see how Verizon uh, approaches that. I'm hoping the technology has moved on a little bit since you've had it, and I'm hoping that my house situation isn't quite as bad as your house underneath the house covered in chicken wire under another house.
2: We'll see. (laughs) That was it. Yeah, that was it.
1: (laughs) But uh, I I did express my concerns to Verizon prior to ordering, and I was uh, informed that uh, many customers have not had any issues whatsoever, and at least there is a 14-day no uh, money-back guarantee on it. So so I will be reporting back on whether this thing works or not very quickly.
2: Did you just say a 14-day no money back guarantee?
1: 14-day money back guarantee.
2: Okay. I was like,
1: no money back? Well, that, that, hey, that, they snuck that, that in there. I didn't even notice. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll let you know if it works or not uh, very quickly because uh, it's – yeah, it's uh, – I don't want to get a landline, but uh, I'm trying to run a business out of my house. So not being able to take a call or getting drop calls or – not even noticing that I got a call and getting a voice message an hour later is not acceptable. So
2: Yeah, honestly for me if I had to do it again, I'd just get it through my cable provider and just get, you know, get one of those bundled lines yeah. and run that. Since you're gonna have cable coming in anyway with your Time Warner or your Comcast bullshit, just yeah. get one of their bundled phone packages, which will cost you an extra ten bucks a month and then you have a backup line. Yeah. You know, at least that way you've got some kind of, you know, solid backup. True, but true. That's just me. Well, and, it's a, uh, and it, it's a business write-off, you know. So.
1: Well, so is my fem to sell, So we shall see.
2: <laughs> God, it, just, it just reminds me of fembot. I, I know like, it's
1: such a strange term. I was like, I felt dirty looking it up.
2: <laughs> so I, I I got a new iOS app here. It's called Breeze mm-hmm. from the from the makers of Runkeeper. Aha! Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to put this in the show notes because you just have to see the commercial that they made for this app. <laughs> I I don't want to spoil it, but I am going to just say it's really gay. That's okay. all I can say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's another app, yet another app that uses the M8 chip in your iPhone 5s. It won't work on anything else. Right. Which apparently nobody read that downloaded it in the comments. There's a lot of complaining. because the there's <laughs> it there's a lot work. of Yep, there's a lot of one-stars that goes, why won't this work on my five? Because it says in the fucking documents that it only works on the 5S because you need the M8 chip, which is all the motion shit. <laughs> because this is just another front end on the M8 data. Yeah. Um, you get really annoying alerts and, of course, badges and achievements as the day goes on. Um, this one gives you a spirit animal because it looks at your, it looks at your behavior and oh, says, God. you're more so. So I, I, I'm apparently a fox because I move quick and then stop. And then I move quick and then stop.
1: (laughs) This sounds so annoying. I love that as a society, we've gotten to the point where we've had to gamify walking.
2: Hey, well, (laughs) I'm sorry, dude, but I've been doing that since I bought my first Fitbit. I'm fine with gamifying walking. This is just – it's cheesy, like breezy and wheezy. (laughs) It's bad. Uh, But it's pretty. It's very pretty. I just wish it did something else than just be a front end to the the data that's already on your phone because I don't like – Having, I've said it on many a show. I do not like trackers that are just tied to the phone because it's you know for fitness-based goals because it doesn't. It's not an end-to-end thing. Like my Fitbit is on me all the time. This my phone is charging. I get up, I leave it for you know hour or two at a time. It's never always with me. So as just as a fitness tracker, I don't care for these. It's pretty, but. I say useless, but it's free. So if you want to give it a shot, but you have to watch the commercial. That's the whole fucking point of this. Watch the commercial.
1: Okay. Everybody go watch the commercial. Okay. Are you done? I'm done. Okay.
2: <sighs> <laughs> um, See, and I didn't, I didn't get a badge for that. Cause that was some cardio, right? there. That
1: was, that was pretty good. So I finally installed something on both my Macs and my PCs. Uh, It's something we actually talked about on the show ages ago, and this goes back to I was doing that uh, looking into my sleep stuff. I installed Flux, or F.Lux,
2: Welcome to 2007. I know.
1: I'm a little bit behind. I've only been telling
2: you how long.
1: I know. I'm a bit behind the ball on this one. But uh, in case you're like me and you ignore Jason all the time and didn't listen to him when he first talked about this, I'm telling you, go ahead and get it. Go to justgetflux.com. Install it on your computers. It's pretty cool. I've definitely noticed. I've been using it the last week since I've moved because I was dealing with all my kind of not breaking my sleep habits and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I've definitely noticed less eye strain. Um, I think I'm settling into better sleep. Patterns. I just kind of enjoy how it dims the monitor with me, and and kind of the colors and brightness changes throughout the day. Uh, it just sucks that you can't use it on your iPad.
2: Yeah, that's well, you can. Least, you have to jailbreak. You have it. to jailbreak it, which I won't do. Um, yeah, me either. <laughs> but yeah, you have to, when you install Flux, you have to make sure that you geolocate it so yep. it knows when, because it, it, it's smart enough to know as the year progresses when sunset happens exactly where you are. So as soon as the sunset goes down, it starts to change colors. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love it. I've been using it for years. I don't know, I, I can't understand why anybody would not use it. And I swear it should be built into every device that has a screen on it.
1: I agree. It's, uh, you get really used to it really quickly, and your eyes will thank you. So do and go if, install this if you're one of the people like us who basically is on your computer pretty much the entire time you're awake on and off.
2: Yeah, and if you work at Apple, uh, I don't think this is patented technology. So please build it into everything that you make. Yes. Now, finally today, this, okay. is, this is a post-mortem on our lovely Hackpad that we've been using for our show notes for the past four or no, six episodes, I think. I've I've come to love Hackpad. It has been fantastic. Hackpad dot com,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, uh, collaborative note taking and all that good stuff. Got bought by Dropbox yesterday.
1: I'm not giving it up. I'm not either. We're going to keep using Hackpad. You can't blame the
2: parents. I, you can't. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. I, I I can't give it up. Fuck Dropbox, I love
1: but I love Hackpad.
2: And yeah. you know, it's not like,
1: you know, I don't need any security with Hackpad. We're good.
2: We're good. Yeah, everything that we write on Hackpad, we're going to post as yeah, soon as we're done, all, anyways. This all gets posted,
1: in the, and yeah.
2: So, so you I'm, NSA fucks, you
1: can come read our show notes a day early. I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, you know, I understand the trepidation and the frustration. It's, you know, I, I got really upset when I found out Chipotle was actually owned by
2: McDonald's. But what are you going to do? I'm not going to stop eating Chipotle. Chipotle, because it gives me the squirts. I hate that shit. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, it's good, but uh, oh, the problems, the problems. And uh, so, you know, I'm sad that – I'm sad. I, I'm not really that sad. I'm just pissed off because I don't know what the future of Hackpad is going to be now. I just I wish know. they would have made it a pay, pay product. Although here, here's the funny part. It's probably actually going to get better because Dropbox does have a tendency to make decent stuff. That's true. So we'll see. And I have been syncing with it forever with Dropbox. So I don't know. Here's the, Here's the hope. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> when have we ever said that on this show?
1: <clears throat> well, we hope for a lot. We just don't expect it. We're wishing
2: one hand shit in the other.
1: Exactly.
0: Here, candy, candy, candy,
1: candy. I stumbled across something so painfully genius that uh, it's actually just a spoof. And I think the point was to say how horrible this is. But I love it. And I've listened to this multiple times now. In our show notes, you will find a journal of com linked to uh, Microsoft wrote a music software package a long time ago uh, that uh, it's called Microsoft SongSmith, an application that automatically creates an instrumental accompaniment to whatever vocals you throw at it. Now, with all the, the popularization of uh, mashups and things like that, there's a lot of isolated vocal tracks that are out there, and uh, some guy threw in Nirvana's In Bloom and let Microsoft have at it. And the results are awesome,
2: unbelievably, geniusly awesome. It is <laughs> great. <laughs> I this is what love this it. is why this this is why we've got kittens and we've got this. This is why the internet was invented. Exactly, it was amazing because I remember the commercials when this thing came out. The family sitting around the the table in the kitchen humming along, singing, and then it would make you know the background track yeah. for it. And write a little
1: ditty, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, about Jack and Diane, and. Uh, <laughs> This is this is one of this is genius. Why yeah. this isn't everywhere, that everybody hasn't seen it yet, I don't know, but they nah, should. This is, this send is, it to your friends. This is a
1: thousand times better than the Trent Reznor ripoff that everybody in the world saw and listened to. Uh, you need to go listen to this. Go to our, go to grumpyoldgeeks.com, find it in the show notes, listen, and uh, let us know what you think
2: because I love it. I almost wish I had a PC now so I could get this software and just start running everything through it just <laughs> to see what comes out. No
1: shit. It would be great. I'd put out a whole album that nobody will ever buy and – well, just like uh, normal musicians. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you know. So this was a total earworm for me. I literally was walking around the next day just kind of humming the, the melody that Microsoft came up with. Uh, and as part of that, I stumbled across a an article in Psychology Today, uh, earworms, a suggestion for treatment. So this guy kind of took a really scientific approach to it and uh, said that basically the best way to clear an earworm out of your head is to listen to the entire song to completion. Quickly. Quickly. Yes.
2: Like like when you're thinking about like it. Like as think soon as it. you're
1: thinking about it, you gotta pull it up on Spotify or your chosen paid music service. Oh, I thought he meant play it in your head. No, no, no. He meant listen to it the whole way. Like go oh. find it and actually listen to it. Listen to that
2: song. Oh, I missed that part. Okay. okay. I should I should maybe read what's on the internet. <laughs> <Not> read. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, well that changes. It changes everything. Well, yes. Or not. So, anyways,
1: um, uh, I, I have not actually tried it yet because I have not really had the earworm except for the Nirvana through Microsoft Music, and uh, it did not clear it. It just made me start singing and laughing again.
2: So yeah, I mean, that, I don't know about if that theory works. It's like you know, sometimes I crave an In and Out burger, and then I go get one, and then I eat it all the way through, and then I just want another one. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what this works. Um, my, my earworm cure is. So I forget who taught me this a long time ago. It's start humming the theme to the Andy Griffith show.
1: But I would just end up with the Andy Griffith show then.
2: It doesn't work that way. It's 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 a meta worm. It 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 basically goes. (laughs) Is that your spiritual animal? A meta worm? Yes, it goes in and it eats the song that's in your head and then then dissipates. Okay. I don't. I'm telling you. Trust me. I'm putting I'm putting in the show notes. Okay. So. for whoops i just what the hell was that
1: oh you know laptops falling whatever
2: cats and dogs living (laughs) together oh my so i have got actual music uh suggestions this week what yes sorry um i've had a like a rough week coding and i usually listen to you know like rammstein or punk rock or something loud and everything but on the flip side i like cellos i'm a cello nut for some reason, I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite albums is uh, from this woman, Ufra Harnoy. Okay. She's a cellist. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a, a set of Vivaldi that she does. It's Vivaldi cello sonatas. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. You can go search your, your Spotify's or your RDO's to see if you can find it. Um, they have the disc for sale used on Amazon. I'm going to put the links in. I love it. It's one of my favorite albums to work to. Okay. And going with the cello theme. Uh, The first two albums from Rasputina, How We Quit the Forest and Thanks for the Ether. Also, two of the best cello albums ever made. I can listen to that stuff in the background on loop for like weeks on end. So Uh. there's –
1: yeah, I, I love Ivaldi. I love Rasputina. Good choices all around. Uh, Rasputina is actually still around and still recording, I believe. I have not followed them in, in years, but uh.
2: they, they here's the funny, here's the weird part. I have seen that I've seen them more times than any other band live. I've seen, Ras, <laughs> I've seen Rasputina well over twenty times live. That's pretty impressive. Yep, and they do little tours, They're micro tours on the East Coast. Sometimes they're actually playing in. Uh, LA or in San Francisco pretty soon I think just a quick one, <laughs> um, but either way I mean it's it the it's the head person Melora Krieger she's she's Raspoutine and the band always changes yeah, but yeah they're fantastic she's fantastic and uh, definitely check them out the old stuff you're gonna have to find streaming or I think they might have some used copies but it's hard to find which is surprising because they were they were major label releases back in the day
1: yeah yeah they were. Um, I think they actually opened up for Marilyn Manson a couple times as well.
2: Uh, actually, Nirvana too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I know Melora toured with uh, Kurt Cobain for sure. Um, okay, next up, I got a podcast. This is going to be real quick because we're running out of time. Yep. This is the Marketing Mavericks podcast on the Twit Network. I listened to two episodes of this, and I'm just going to make this short and sweet. It made my skin crawl, and I wanted to tear my earballs out. Okay. I it's it's marketing spiel and from a technology perspective if you know anything about tech it is painful to listen to and I swear I think I'm going to change my major and I'm going to go into marketing because with the things that I and you and us technology guys know oh I know if if, if we go into the marketing side of things we'd actually make money we're gonna clean up. So, and I'm, I am so fucking sick of writing code at this point. I probably got six more months of code in me before I either fall over dead or kill myself. I think I'm just gonna go into marketing. Yeah, That's let's, it. Let's let's start up Grumpy Old Geeks Marketing. Yep. Yeah. going to become marketing douchebags. Yes.
1: Uh, and speaking, uh, we would be completely remiss if we did not mention Silicon Valley. Uh, I'll, wow, I've never had a show that has infuriated me so much and also had me bent over double laughing. Cannot recommend this enough. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you need to watch this show. I hated the first episode. You were I supposed loved,
2: to. I loved the second episode. Yeah,
1: it's it's great, and I love where they're, they're going with it. And I think that this is going to be a must-watch for for anybody that is listening right now. You're you're going to love it. You're just yep. going to love it.
2: Once I get the, fir- the once they get past the first episode and got it out of my system, that like you had to figure out which angle they were going to come at it with. Yeah. Now that I know the angle, and I had, you know, I had a couple weeks to chill. I didn't watch it right away this week because Game of Thrones was so fucking good. Um, (laughs) That I finally watched it this morning after you put this up on the notes. I'm like, shit, I gotta watch it before the show. I was laughing my ass off. It was really good. It's it's good.
1: It is good.
2: So (laughs) So that's um, all we'll um,
1: say. We'll we'll wait to talk about it more. I think we'll probably not talk about it until the first season's done. So yes, but uh, go watch
2: it. Your mileage may vary, but uh, stick it stick it out a couple episodes for sure. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, who's this asshole? It was tax day on a Tuesday, April fifteenth, <laughs> as we have mentioned. Um, I had a very big surprise this year because I made less money and I seem to have dropped down a tax bracket. So it was a pretty good day for me all around. Uh, but this is the who's this asshole segment, and Donald Rumsfeld is a fucking asshole.
2: But, well, there, there are knowns, there are unknowns, and the one known is that Donald Rumsfeld is an asshole. Yes, <laughs> I
1: think we're all agreed, but he did something surprisingly unasshole-ish on tax day, and apparently he's done it every tax day for a long, long time. Uh, this year, his open letter to the IRS was published, and uh, it is quite lovely, and he is not an asshole, and all he does is go, nobody can understand this tax code. I cannot reasonably sign off as you've asked me to do, saying that I understand everything, because I can't. My wife can't understand any of this. I'm 81 years old. I would like to have a decent tax code before I die. You don't have a lot of time. Can you please figure this out? Thank you very much.
2: Well, I think the good news in there is that Don, Donald Rumsfeld is going to be dead soon. Um, <laughs> so. Wow. Thumbs hey, man. Up on, thumbs up to that one. Even, can you take, take Cheney with him?
1: Even an um, asshole can do something good every now and then. You can You can support that part. <laughs>
2: This isn't the. This isn't how the Grinch stole Christmas. His heart did not grow three times that day because he couldn't read a fucking book and figure out the tax code. Um, I'm sorry. It's funny. I'm glad he does it, but it, it has yeah. caused nothing as far as change goes. It's given us some fodder for our really little show here. <laughs> so that's all I got for it. But I, I'm t- my takeaway is Donald R- Donald Rumsfeld will be dead soon.
0: Ooh,
2: fancy. So Adam Savage from The Mythbusters fame uh, does a, a thing on this site called tested.com. I I guess they're partners on it. It's one of his content creation things. I don't know. Um, but they did a review of this crazy robotic spider from Robugtix. I great name, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like hate it.
2: spiders more than anything in the world. <laughs> hate spiders. And you watch this, it's a, like a 12-minute YouTube video. Be in the show notes, you gotta go watch it because, as far as like robotics go and like the way he describes, he built a case for it. I mean, it's Adam Savage is just one of the coolest guys ever. And watching this, this bug thing move, it's like a $500 remote controlled bug. Okay. Yeah. But it is so cool. (laughs) That's
1: all I mean. (laughs) I watched the video, it was really cool. Uh, It's cool looking, and um, yeah. That's all I really got. I mean, mean, it's fucking cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, they need to put a camera on it, too, so you can...
1: Oh, of course. So you can take your, your dronies. Your, your <laughs> exactly.
2: Spid- oh, spidronies. Sp- spronies.
1: <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> this always happens when we're about this long into the podcast. This is why we can't go long. I know. <laughs> okay. Next segment. Next segment.
0: The not dead.
2: I found a site... Uh, through a friend, I can't remember where it came from, but it's called Coloring Book Corruptions, where someone who is very talented at <laughs> art takes a takes a blank coloring book page and then just makes it filthy, very
1: <laughs> very filthy and very very funny,
2: very funny. They do take guest posts on the site, which aren't generally as good because for some reason the guests can't figure out that you need a before and an after because that's where the funny comes from. Um, but the uh, posts by the author, whoever he she may be, are just genius. Uh, you'll just it's, it's it's a you know time waster, but it's fun. Check them out. Yeah, it's very funny. Worth a look. Coloringbookcorruptions.com dot Yo, no, seriously, are you shitting me?
1: Jason's a huge photography fan. It's been brought up a couple times, so I'm I'm gearing the Are you shitting me to Jason. Ooh, yeah. thank you. No problem. Every two minutes, we take more pictures than all of humanity in the 19th century combined. Hmm. There's a math backup on this in the show. Okay, notes.
2: so this time you have actually come showing your work. I have come showing my work, and it okay. is uh,
1: conveniently linked. It is very, uh, yeah. He's he's done the the math. He's he's kind of done it based on things like, okay, well, there was this kind of this kind of chemical was used in in, in real physical film back in from this year to this year this much of this chemical was used so we're estimating this many pictures were taken blah 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 blah, and it just basically comes down to the selfies and the bronies and the dronies and the fucking fat asses (laughs) and the celeb at coachella all those photos on instagram every two minutes more than the entire 19th century
2: it doesn't surprise me because yeah, silver halide. That was Colloden, I think. I don't know if they talk about that one. Um, yeah, because I used to do all that, like the actual physical silver stuff. No, um, oh, this I, I believe it. I yep. believe it. There you Especially go. Especially now with the iPhone 5s, where you can just press the button and get a hundred pictures before you can, you know, blink. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Cool. That's neat. I, I, I'm glad that this guy did the work. So check it out. I wish he would have picked a different color than pink to do his work in, but hey, you take it where you can get it. <laughs>
1: Shout out. for the closing shout out uh my business partner friend etc wendy marvel is part of a company called flipbook it we've had them on the show talking about it before uh they have a show an opening in los angeles at giant robot 2 on april 26th from 6 30 to 10 p.m or just go to flipbookit.com for details i will be there uh sucking down some free wine so drop by and say hi
2: Cool. Uh, I won't. But <laughs> <enjoy>. <laughs> I didn't think
1: you'd be flying in just for it.
2: So. I still can't. I got a month before I can fly. I'm got hobbling it. around like. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to even say it. Um, so <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned uh, celebutards and Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, second weekend is this weekend right
1: uh as of this morning i was uh, i was outside taking a little walk and uh, up and down my neighborhood here in venice there were uh, you know girls and uh, dudes in their sun gear and their floppy hats uh, packing up in their cars and their priuses to drive out to indio so uh, the what? mass exodus has begun again this morning for for weekend 2 of coachella
2: why aren't you going? What happened? I, I I thought you had tickets. I had tickets. Uh, I bought a house. Uh, my
1: tickets were <laughs> basically going for two grand on the open market. And I said, hmm, well, I just bought a house. I could use that two grand and the time to put my place together. Um, I'm still somewhat upset that I'm not out there. I... I I've been a Coachella-ite from, uh, from the very first year. I've uh, been a huge fan of it, uh, one of my favorite weekends. Uh, usually it doesn't even matter to me who's playing because it's, it's just a fun experience, and I would just hang out in the dance tent anyways for most of the time. Uh, lineup wasn't that great this year. There's definitely a feeling that Coachella has kind of jumped the shark. Um, I haven't gone three years running now. I'm starting to miss it less and less, particularly with all the news reports that are out there about it. Um, I'm tired of uh, it's not you know it started off and it was kind of alternative bands. and now it's rap. And,
2: well, uh, hey, the toy dolls are playing there this year, which really bummed me out. Well, that was I, the only
1: band I wanted to see—I'm missing the replacements. That would have been pretty awesome too. I mean, there's always some good bands, and there's always a reason to go. Uh, until I start looking at Instagram and Twitter and see all the the dudes and the chicks out there, and it's just uh, yeah,
2: that ugh. used to be. Here's the deal: that used to be you. You've gotten old. I know. You don't you just, forget it, man. You're never going back. It's no,
1: over. but okay. To be fair, when I used to go to Coachella, celebrities were not paid to show up as they are now.
2: Well, they may have been. You just didn't know about it because we didn't have Twitter back then and we didn't have (laughs) Instagram and all that shit. They could have been paid just as much, but you just never knew.
1: Anyways, Coachella is this weekend. The upside of me not being there and all of L.A. being there is I'm going to have an awesome empty Sunday fun day. It's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy Sunday walking up and down Main Street, hitting the bars without douchebags.
2: Sans douche. No, yes, yeah, says so Sans douche. Uh, now you know what San Francisco is like when Burning Man's going on. There you that's go. It. There you that's go. Exactly what it's like.
1: So. Yeah. There's been a remarkable lack of mustache.
2: Mustache. <laughs> mustache. La douche. All right. So, um, everybody, if you haven't already, please leave us an honest review for us in iTunes, and uh, that's about it. I guess we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, everyone. And later. Later.
0: Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash geeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corrient.